Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Well, I know your giving's making you and me um, bringing us into a better understanding of what God has for us. Amen. Well, I want to pick up where we kind of left off in Romans chapter 4 in the Passion Bible. Romans chapter 4 and 1 in the Passion. This is kind of where we've been kind of like spending time on Sunday. Um, I just last week uh, was talking about righteousness. I'm going to be talking about righteousness for, for a while. Um, it is a free gift. And I want you to look at this, okay? I think it's very, very, very important that you, uh, you get a, uh, a, a greater understanding of what God has for you. And the only way to do that is through revelation knowledge. Amen? So look what it says here in Romans 4 and 1. It says, let us use Abraham as an example. Okay, so now he's saying, let's see how Abraham did it. It is clear that humanly speaking, he was f- founded of Judaism. What does that mean? Well, he was outside of covenant with God. What was his experience of being made right with God or brought into covenant? Okay. Now, remember we read this. Was it by his good works of keeping the law? And he answers it, no. For was was it by the things he did? No. Because if it was by the things he did, he could boast about, look what I did. He said, listen what the scripture says in verse 3. Because Abraham believed God's words, his faith transferred God's righteousness into his account. So Abraham believed God's word and faith was what? Available through his belief system. And his belief system produced the transfer of God's righteousness. So it's not your actions that's going to produce God's righteousness to operate, it's your beliefs, okay? So now watch this. So Abraham had faith, and faith transferred God's righteousness. We're made righteous by faith, and now all we need is faith to access the blessings of God. That's why faith is the key now. So Abraham believed God according to the word and was made righteous. You believed God, got saved, were made righteous, and now the righteous position of the believer is to what? Have beliefs in God's word to access everything that righteousness has provided. So that's, it's a faith thing. It's not a works thing. It's a belief thing. It's not a works thing. Okay? Okay, now watch what it says. Righteousness was transferred into his account. Now watch verse 4. When people work, they earn wages. So you go to a job, you earn wages. It, can be, it cannot be considered a free gift because they earned it. So like if you went to work and you work 40 hours and they pay you, that's not a gift. You went to work, you earned it. If they gave you 80 hours and you worked 40 hours, that other 40 hours would be a gift. You didn't do anything to get it. That's what he's saying. When you work... When you work, you get paid for it. He's saying, if you try to work here, then God would owe you something, and God's going to owe nobody anything. He said, 
receive a free gift and just accept it. Righteousness must be accepted. It's not work for. No one earns God's righteousness. It can only be transferred when we no longer rely on our own works. That's big, man. So God's righteousness is transferred by faith, but it really goes into full effect when we what? We no longer rely on our own works. So get rid of the work side of it and get on the belief side. But believe in the one who powerfully declares the ungodly to be righteous in his eyes. It is faith that transfers God's righteousness into your account. He says it again. Faith. So if you need to get healed, you just need faith. If you need prospering, you just need faith. If you want restoration, you just need faith. You can't work for it. You can't say, oh, you know, I did 9 million healing scriptures. That's great. But the only reason why you're doing 9 million healing scriptures is to get faith for the exchange. It has nothing to do with works. Even King David, look at verse 6. We're going to read all the way to 9. Even King David himself speaks to regarding the complete wholeness that comes inside a person when God's powerful declaration of righteousness is what? Heard, right? Oh, uh, over our life. Apart from our works, God's work is enough. Here's what David says. What happy fulfillment is ahead for those whose rebellion has been forgiven and whose sins are covered by the blood. What happy progress comes to them when they hear the Lord speak over them, I will never hold your sins against you. Now think about it. Does this happiness come only to the Jews or is it available also to you who believe? That's the Gentile. Or answer this. Faith was credited to Abraham. I should say our answer is this. Faith was credited to Abraham as God's righteousness. Okay? So here's what happened. He's saying Abraham was outside a covenant with God. He didn't even know who God was. God needed somebody to believe him in the earth. He comes to Abraham with the word of God. Abraham then believes the word of God and is accredited righteousness. That word accredited righteousness is like credit, like a credit card. He got credited something that for, because Jesus wasn't dead yet and resurrected. So he met, Abraham met God. Now, now you got to go, you got to see this timeline. Abraham meets God and God says, if you believe me, Isaac is a type and shadow of Christ. It's symbolic. And what it was, was Abraham believed God and God gave him by credit what Jesus was going to do on the cross. So Jesus was getting ready to do this on the cross years later. So because Abraham believed, but you got to go here. Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world and mysterious uh, mystery access was given and granted sometimes to people like the disciples are healing people before he goes to the cross stuff's happening because it was in it was available just was not discovered yet we're living in the dispensation of discovery where we know all this stuff now these guys didn't have a bible these guys didn't have access to this stuff okay um, they had 
They couldn't even go to heaven until Jesus went to the cross. That's why the dead saints rose from the dead. Remember in the Bible when it says this? It says, and then the earth shook and trembled because the veil was rent and the dead in Christ raised. Well, they were waiting for heaven to be a home. That's why they, 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 they were in Abraham's bosom waiting for the timeline of Christ to come into the earth to do his job and fulfill all this. And then the saints were released and with the second coming, we'll see the reverse of that. We'll leave from heaven and come into the earth. We left from earth and went to heaven then. And and it was, it just, it doesn't make any, that doesn't matter. But here's what matters. You know what I mean? Th that's important because Abraham believed God here, but then he was made righteous here when he believed God. How did he give him that? Accredited. You see it? He gave him what Jesus was going to do. So he was righteous even though, Man, how are you going to be righteous? Well, he gave it to him on credit. So now, that's big. Why? Because you got to realize something. Righteousness for Abraham restored everything that Adam robbed him of. So the restoration was found in righteousness because man had lost righteousness because of Adam's transgressions. That's why we got to come back to this. The fall of man messed up God, God's righteousness for mankind and righteousness had to be reestablished because Adam lost it with his sin. Abraham got it back with his obedience. So that's big. So righteousness becomes restored to the man that lost it in the fall. That was me and you. So the moment righteousness comes to me and you in the new creature in creation, that's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You can go there in the King James. Um, it's helpful. Um, I think it'll help. So you got to understand, righteousness is restored in the new birth. Okay? And in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you're going to see this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Did you get that? So if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Well, okay. So what does that mean? That means in the new birth, righteousness was restored. In the new birth, by faith, righteousness has been restored. Salvation produced restoration in righteousness. So it came to us in the new birth. It restores our standing before God. It takes away a sin consciousness that Adam had after he sinned. And that's like you could see all this stuff. Like when you think about it, you go, Adam's like walking around like, hey, I'm God in the earth. He's walking in the glory. The moment he sins, he's scared. He's naked. He's afraid. He doesn't come looking for God's voice. He runs from God's voice. He has a lot of flawed, um, he has a flawed personality he never had before. He was naked and exposed and didn't even know it. His sin shows up, and now he's sowing fig leaves and trying to cover himself. He had shame. These are all part of, part of the fall. When Jesus comes and righteousness is restored, we, 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 we come back to that position in Adam, okay, that we lost. So righteousness is just as good. So my righteousness and your righteousness is just as good as Jesus' righteousness because he gave us his righteousness, the Bible says he who knew no sin became sin that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Man, that's good, ain't it? Yeah, ain't that nice? I'm telling you, man. 
I like that one, and and, and I'll, I'll give you that one too. But uh, I, I was thinking about that. He who knew no sin became sin. You ever think of that? Why did he become sin? Well, he became sin because sin had to come off of you. He was the sinless one. He became he be, the sinless one became the sinner, so the sinners become saints. That's how it works. So there's an exchange. So until you until you um, kind of embrace these in him realities, you're not gonna really you're not gonna really go that route. You're gonna you're gonna be a rejecter um, of this. It's crazy. He believed God. My God. I th I think uh, you know. Um, yeah, I wanted to read this. That's why I want you to read Romans 5. I want you to read Romans 5, 17. Let's go there. That'll help you, man. This You you get in Roman. You read the book of Romans. You got to get into like 3, 4, 5, even 6. You read the book of Romans, man. You, you're going to get ripped up in righteousness. It just does it to you, man, because it's there. So Romans 5, 17, King James is great. Romans 5, 17, great. For if by one man's offense, death reigned, that's Adam, by one. Okay, that's Adam. Much more, they which receive the abundance of grace, are you receiving it? And the gift of righteousness. Here we go, see, it's a gift. Shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, Adam, Judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, Jesus, the free gift came upon all men under justification. For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, many shall be made righteous, Jesus. See it? Now watch this. Moreover, the law entered. Now when you see the law, the law that the offense might abound. So the law enforced the sin. It realized, it made mankind realize that they needed a savior. But where sin abound, grace did much more abound. That as what? Sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So did you get that? So check that out. So even so... My grace reign. Man, you reign through righteousness. You get that? You, you're reigning through righteousness. So what happens if you got a lousy righteousness revelation? You ain't reigning. Yeah, you look at this. In, look at Romans 5.21 in the Passion. We just talked about this last week. Look at Romans 5.21 in the Passion. You know what? Let's do this. Like, where are we going? Let's just, let's just, let's just read this. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, all, right, all right. Romans 5.15. Oh, my God. I'm reading it. Ah, forget it. You got to read all of it. Um, yeah, you can read. Let's just read Romans 5.15. This is good. It's Bible study night anyway. You read 14. You can just read 14. Give him 14. What's one more scripture going to do? Come on. We got, we got some time here. Now, read this slow. Yet. Death reigned as king from Adam to Moses. Right? So what's he saying now? Read this slow. Even though they hadn't broken the command the way Adam had. So he's like, look, there was no, now you got to go slow. 
death reigned from Adam to Moses even before. Because they only had the law, man. They didn't have no grace. So this thing was, death was dominating, man. So then even Adam's sin put it over the top. The first man, Adam, was a picture of the Messiah who was to come. Watch this. Now, there is no comparison between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. For the magnitude of the gift far outweighs the crime. Man, think about that. The magnitude of the gift from Jesus giving us righteousness crushes the goofy little sin that Adam did. Now, that's what I'm trying. Now, Adam's thing was huge, man. Destroyed mankind. But God's gift was so big, he said, that was nothing compared to how much grace I gave you. Man, it is true that many died because of one man's transgression. That's Adam. But how much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of one man, Jesus, the Messiah, did? Woo, come on. Right? We just read this Sunday. And this is the free flowing gift. It imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned. He's like, man, this is good stuff. For because of one transgression, we all face death and the verdict was guilty. But this gracious gift leaves us free from many failures and brings us into perfect righteousness of God acquitted with the words not guilty. My God in heaven. We're going to read all the way to 21. Death once held us in its grips, and by the plunder of one man, death reigned as a king over humanity. That's Adam. That's what happened. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace, my God in heaven, and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying your what? Your legal freedom, your regal, I'm sorry, legal, regal, right? Your regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness. He didn't just say you're righteous. He said you're perfectly righteous in the one and only Jesus the Messiah. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all the people through one transgression, so what? Through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life is now available to all. One man's disobedience opened the door for all of humanity to become sinners. So also one man's obedience opened a door for many to be made perfectly right with God and be what? Acceptable to him. So then the law was introduced into God's plan to bring the reality of human sin, sinfulness out of hiding. That's what the law did. It exposed sin. That's why you don't need law. It just, it just keeps you trapped in sin. Okay? The law was given to expose sin and show you you needed a Savior. Right? Woo! It was hiding there, but it came out. Yet, wherever sin increased, there was more than enough of God's grace to triumph all the more. Now, here we go. And just as sin reigned through death, so also this sin-conquering grace. 
will reign as king through righteousness, imparting eternal life through Jesus our Lord and Messiah. It don't get better than that right there. Because my righteousness and your righteousness is as good as Jesus' righteousness because he gave us our, his righteousness to live life with. How do we even get in this series? We're talking about no limitation. Talked about breaking the limits off. Talked about going to another level. Talked about exceedingly going beyond. What's the hindrances? What's the hang-ups? We don't understand who we are. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. We're blessed already. You know what I mean? The church is like, I got to get blessed. Jesus said you got all blessings already. How, where's the, ment where's the mental lapse of getting from having it and seeing it and do it? Where's, where, where's the disconnect? One of the greatest places we disconnect is we don't think we deserve it. You don't. But I don't deserve a lot of stuff people gave me. It's a gift. Have you ever gotten a gift you don't deserve? All the time. A gift is something I don't deserve, but somebody wants to give it to me. You got to understand this. So righteousness comes with the new, new, new creation. The new creation realities are I'm in him. That's big, man. So we got to come to an understanding of our position in Christ Jesus to get the benefits of righteousness. You got to get a revelation of this. This isn't just going to be something like you wake up one day and go, oh, yeah, you know, I got it. Nah. No way. You got to reprogram your head. You got to take these scriptures and go over them until you reprogram your mind. See, here's the thing. This is so good. You're going to need to go. People sometimes, if you don't renew your mind, you're going to go from ups and downs and highs and lows all the time until you start this process. Start the process of renewing your mind now because you have to understand your position in Christ Jesus. If you do not understand this thing, you're going to say, look at 1 Peter. You can look in the Passion. 1 Peter 2 and 9. You can look at it in the Passion. It's going to help you see this. Um, it just reads a little bit easier there. 1 Peter 2 and 9. It, it's just there. But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. He now claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time, you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time, you knew nothing about God's mercy because you haven't received it yet, but now you are drenched with it. Man, that'll, that'll, that'll hit you. What do you got to do? Get your position, figure it out in Christ quick. The quicker you figure out where you are, the easier it is to live this life. I'm telling you, man, there's no other way around it, man. It's powerful. because, And you got to understand God has accepted you. And God's totally forgiven you. And God's completely strengthened you. And God's going to use you. And God's going to do all this stuff. But I think what, what does righteousness really mean? Okay? What does this mean? Do I have a revelation of it? Am I working on this revelation? Am I believing what the Bible says about me? Or am I believing what I want to think about me? Don't believe what religion says about you. Don't believe any of this stuff. Believe what the word of God says. Okay? So let me explain. There's no other word in, in, in the Bible um, 
There's probably a lot of words in the Bible we don't understand. But there's a, there's a lack of righteousness revelation in the church. And we're all like, you know, even though we've got, we got a lot of religion hanging on us. You have to unwrap this thing. And I'm telling you, people are really craving this. You know, when I started the series, um, it was funny. I really felt like, man, it was like people were looking at me like, what is he talking about? And I was like, dude, you got to know this, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, like, there's a lot of stuff we learned. And when, they were, when guys were preaching it, I was like, I don't even know if I could believe that about me. You know, in the beginning, in the early days of this, I was like, oh, my God, I can, I can, I, I'm, I can believe that about me. You know, you always feel like maybe I can believe that about me, but then somebody gives you the, the, the credibility of the word of God to go, oh, I can believe that about me. And you go, oh, I can't believe that about me. I believe that about me. So I knew Sundays when I started this, these people looking at me like, can I believe that about me? You can. And I'm giving you a scriptural proof and evidence. So stay with it, right? You have to unwrap this thing, okay? This is the thing that righteousness gives to man, okay? There's a lot of what righteousness restores to man everything that he lost in the fall. Do you get that? Plus, it creates a brand new relationship as a son with all the privileges. That's big. Okay? So righteousness, okay? Righteousness gives us a full understanding of Jesus' finished work of grace. That's what it's all about. Now, we didn't, we, now, listen, we didn't do anything. It's kind of like this. It's kind of fair, but if you don't understand it, you won't understand it. I didn't do anything to jack it up. It wasn't like I was there when Adam was there. I would have slapped him. Like, what are you doing, dude? God told you not to do that. Adam and Eve are there, and I wasn't in the garden when Adam messed it up. I wasn't in the garden when God diso when, when he disobeyed God. I wasn't in the garden when he didn't instruct Eve right. I wasn't in the garden... I wasn't even here, man. You're talking 2,000 years ago, this stuff went down or whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Right? I wasn't there. And I sure wasn't there when Jesus went to the cross to buy it back. I sure wasn't there when Jesus had to suffer, die, and was buried. I sure, but I'm living now, right? And I'm going, if you're lost right now, you're going to hell because of Adam, really, if you choose to. But if you choose Jesus, you don't have to go. So Jesus plan of redemption for mankind was such a loving, merciful act of God's grace that right now if lost people walked in here and all your lost friends, don't, pre don't preach this hard gospel because it ain't hard. The Bible says it's easy, man. Don't complicate it. D Adam, Jack, don't even tell them about Adam. Jesus came to redeem you. If they need more, tell them Adam jacked it up. You got to have faith. But Jesus came and redeemed you. He gave you righteousness. He gave you the benefit package. He gave you the thing. He gave you the Holy Ghost to help you navigate through it. He gave you everything. And all you got to do is believe. That's it. You ain't got to figure it out. You don't have to stretch your mind. You don't have to do a prayer walk. You don't have to do this. All you got to do is believe. One time believe, and he'll give you the whole benefit package, and then you go discover your life with God. Man, I don't, it doesn't get better than that. It comes in the new, it, it, re, it restores our standing. Man, I'm telling you what, it makes you bold. makes you strong. And I'm going to talk about these things in the next couple of weeks, how it restores my life. It restores your mental life. Oh, my God, you got to get this. It restores your capacity to believe about yourself. It restores your peace. 
It restores, it, re it restores decades that the enemy has stolen from people. It restores your life. It guarantees you understanding about who you are and what you can do. It's, it's a restoration, man. It gives you peace. It gives you freedom. It gives you sonship. It gives you life. We're going to talk about all this stuff, man. But one of the things I want to drive home today is this. You got to receive it. You have to receive it. And I think that is one of the biggest problems um, for people. And I wrote some of these down. I want to find them for you because um, they're really good. I think they're really good. Okay. Righteousness is achieved from Jesus' perfect sacrifice that only God can legally accept. And in that acceptance of what Jesus provided on the cross, man has been restored from his lost righteousness, and it gives you, mankind, perfect redemption. And it also allows me and you to the mightiest position we can have and having a very same DNA as Jesus Christ. And what that does is it gives you the, uh, the, the image of this new creature creation to be just like Christ. So imagine the magnitude of going from fallen, destroyed, inferior, guilty, shameful, sinful, just... A, Come on, man, just destroyed mankind to Christ in the earth, perfect, walking in the name of Jesus, living in the name of Jesus, hidden in the name of Jesus, covered in Christ. Your new birth experience right now, the only way to get born again is to become alive in Christ. So the whole born again experience is a miracle that I was dead, and, and Jesus said, hey, man, he's knocking do you want me, will you let me in? When you receive him, he puts you in Christ. Now we're in the body of Christ. Every believer is in the body of Christ. Now this is what's happened, um, um, how do I say this? Like, this is what has happened to you spiritually. I have no idea what you're experiencing though, but this is the truth. This is the pure gospel. You, one day, said, I accept you, Jesus, as Lord and Savior. The moment the new birth exploded inside of your heart, you were made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's it. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The moment that revelation hits your life, now you're reprogramming your mind to righteousness, not this mentality that, that we live beneath. So this is what I'm trying to get you to understand. So this new birth, the moment you got born again, Jesus made you righteous. Now that is what has happened to you spiritually, supernaturally. What you're experiencing right now is based on the revelation of righteousness that you have. If you don't, if you don't know nothing about it, you can't get the benefit of it. If you don't know how to operate in it, you can't have the victory in it. Once you understand the power of righteousness and the benefits of righteousness, that's one thing. Then you have to accept the free gift of it. Now, that's a tough one because we're so used to program to work for stuff. Well, I got to do something for it. I got I to gotta, I gotta do something. Don't I have to act a certain way? Don't, no, all you have to do is believe 
accept it, believe it, get a revelation of it, and then go manifest it. Righteousness puts you there. And let me tell you what. Righteousness was connected to grace. And that's what people don't get. It was God's grace that wants to give it to me. It wasn't, I didn't even know I needed it. I didn't even know I was lost. Come on, man. But God's grace meets you and helps you transform your life. And if you're not careful, you could have the experience of becoming born again and never live in the benefits of what righteousness has provided. Because the church needs to be unindoctrinated from religion and supernaturally transformed by grace. I'm telling you, man. And grace ain't sloppy nonsense. That is not grace. Grace is an empowerment of strength. But grace has come through righteousness. And I'm going to say this, and I don't know, you know, you might not like it, but it's true. I think it's the bottom. I think righteousness is the foundational principle we need to build our whole Christian walk on. I believe this. Because if you don't have righteousness, it's like this. If you don't, say this, this, this iPad's the foundation, right? Let me do it like this, you know, because I'm done, right? Say, f- this is the foundation. We're going to lay the foundation, okay? If you said to me, you're, what do you think this foundation stone should be? Well, they say it's Jesus. He's the cornerstone. We understand that. But if I said to you, what do I believe? What, this is my personal belief. What do I believe? Boom, should be the word of God. I'm going to say, it, yes. But here's what it needs to be. This, this pillar needs to be righteousness. Because your prayer life is only as good as you knowing and understanding you're righteous. Your word life is only as good as you knowing you're, you're righteous. Your everything you do in life needs to stack on this pillar of righteousness. If it's not righteousness, you're going to be tainted in how you pray. I don't know. Does he answer prayer? Well, if you don't have an understanding of your position in righteousness, you're going to think God maybe sometimes does this. But confession based in righteousness. Walking in love, based in righteousness. Forgiveness, based in right. If you have righteousness as a pillar foundational post, what's your prayer life going to look like? What's your word life going to look like? What's your giving going to look like? What's everything going to look like if righteousness is the foundational pillar of your life? That's why we cannot leave righteousness. We have to master righteousness at a whole other level. And the moment we do, I'm going to stay on this for a while. I've been even talking about this. Um, we're going to write a book about it. I, I'm, I'm so in this thing. I, I started praying um, beginning of, like, end of October. I start getting ready for the new year. You know, I really, I really get geeked about, like, we're going to go fast and pray, 21 days. we got to get in it. We're in December now. I'm already in January, man. My head's gone. My, I went to March the other day. I'm, like, literally in July because I want to have the book ready for conference, and I'm talking about righteousness. This is going to be life-changing. This place is going to become, um, uh, 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 this church, let me, I'm going to prophesy this over this place. This, we have moves of the Spirit. We are getting ready to become so word indoctrinated to the ability your life is never going to, I'm telling you, I am going to saturate this place with the Word of God. Pure revelation knowledge coming at you with weight, not words that cannot transform you, but weight of glory that could transform you. You just got to get in this building. The building atmosphere, This watching this, is the atmosphere that I'm carrying is going to change you. I, listen, I, you could go places and people communicate to you. That ain't changing nothing about your life. I am convinced of this. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. I'm going to have so much weight hitting this atmosphere that all you got to do is be in it and hear it, and you're going to transform if you want it. 
Now, if you reject it, I can't help you. Jesus couldn't help rejectors. But if you come in here and say, man, I'm really grasping for this. I'm, gra- I'm trying to grab this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create, by God's grace, I am going to create an atmosphere where it's so thick with the teaching of God that your life is going to transform. The power, the presence, the teaching. 2023 is going to be the greatest year we've ever seen of church growth, spirituality, supernatural increase. We are ready, Relevant. I am telling you, we are ready to go to another level. We're transitioning into this new year, and it's going to be supernatural. But I need you to be in the building, man. Come hungry. Come ready. Get ready Wednesday. Have your pad out. Man, I want to know who I am. I want to know what I got. I want to know what I could do. I want to know who I could become. And you sharing this is helping Christians all around the world. We got to get this message out about righteousness. The church is living beneath its ability because of lack of revelation. And all we're going to do is communicate in the church? No, we are going to not communicate here. We are going to manifest God. That's what we're going to do. Amen? I'm not a preacher. I'm a man of God. There's a difference. Preachers just preach. Men of God manifest God. I'll come to bring God to you. Amen? So I'm going to go spend so much time with him, I'm glowing in the dark. And when I meet you, it's going to rub off. Amen? Let me pray for you. I feel the anointing. Father, I thank you. For each and every person listening, I thank you that this next year is going to be the best year of their life. I thank you for the glory I'm in right now. It's like a fog in this place. I thank you for the power of God and the anointing going right through that screen. I thank you that this this message is anointed. This series is anointed. These people are going to be anointed. Something's happening in their life and something's happening in the church. Thank you. We're going to another level of glory, and we're going to work and operate in the supernatural ability of God. Thank you for the glory of God hitting this house, hitting their house. Thank you for the weight of God just landing upon them now and encouraging them and equipping them for the future you have for them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, Sunday, 9, 1030, 1145 Palm Coast. We're going to be here 9 and 1030 morning. We're talking about righteousness, and it's transforming your world. I love you guys. Catch these announcements, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.